Hi, Snack Queens. Welcome back to It's Snack Time. It's Sophia here, and I am without Annie this week. Annie, as you guys know, is graduating next week, and she is just in finals hell, so wishing her all the best luck um, on her tests. So this episode is going to be a quick one. Um, I do have a couple things that I am so excited to talk about, um, and I just wanted to break this episode down a little bit. So at first, I do want to talk about hashtag no filter. You guys know if you've seen Instagram, our event is live. Um, So I'm so excited to talk about that. Then I decided to finally uh, stop avoiding um, and being ambiguous on the podcast about what's going on with me. I think it's important to share, especially because if someone else is having similar symptoms as me, or just in general, I think making this less taboo um, is what I'm all about with my brand and everything. So definitely going to be telling you guys about what's been wrong with me um, and what my doctors have been saying. And yeah, I finally got some answers. So we'll be telling you guys about that. Um, And then I also wanted to talk about not just, you know, what the doctors are saying, but also to like highlight how I'm feeling. Um, Especially I just had therapy this past week and it was very helpful. I was taking notes during it, um, partly to, to remind myself, but also I wanted to share them with you because I think a lot of the light bulb moments that I had in therapy were actually very helpful not just for me, but I think a lot of people need to hear this. Um, So we'll be diving into that in a bit. And then last but not least, you guys know, we summarize the Kardashians new Hulu show every week. Um, I watched that episode, excited to chat about that. But I also wanted to talk about Kim K and the Met Gala of it all. Um, I've heard a lot of differing points of view on the on that subject and kind of struck a chord in me that I really wanted to chat about with you snack queens. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, hashtag no filter. So in case you guys don't know, these are virtual events that Snack With puts on um, called hashtag no filter. And I purposely have them in November because November is a very triggering time for a lot of people with, you know, eating or just family uh, trauma. There's Thanksgiving. Um, It's just, it's just a whole lot of emotions. Um, So love doing hashtag no filter then. And then I also do it in May and that's because we're getting into the summer months again, could be very triggering for some people. And overall, it's just a really nice, welcoming, you know, sense of community, which I love. Um, Each time I have four panelists that are content creators, entrepreneurs in the health and wellness space. Um, And each panelist that I pick is very strategic. Um, I'm very thankful that they donate their time to talk about, you know, what's, what's really going on with them, what they've struggled with. It's a very vulnerable, um, time and I really appreciate their vulnerability and it's it's very very wide it's very eye-opening and it can really it can really help other people you know who are struggling with the same thing um and hopefully they can get the help that they need so 
I am especially excited for this panel group because the panelists that I included for this time around, it was, I was very excited about because it's not just all about eating disorders and it's not just about the recovery process. I am actually wanting to expand that into more of a general mental health topics. Um, And what's new specifically about this panel is that two of the panelists are sober. And I think that is very cool and very interesting. And sobriety, I think, is not talked about in the mental health space enough. And I've seen that sobriety and eating disorders, they have very similar um, just ways, I think, that you can go about it and deal with it. I think um, some some sober people end up having an eating disorder or vice versa. And I just think it's very common, but yet not talked to not talked enough about. So this would be the first time that we're addressing it in hashtag no filter. Um, so yeah, really cool. Remy and Kelly are both sober and I am also sober. I'm almost a year sober. So it's just, it's going to be really fascinating, um, on how, you know, they go about it and treatment recovery and, um, all of that. Another one that I'm really excited about, her name is Ninette at Pencil Yourself In on Instagram. She is someone that I just found, I think, on my Explorer page, um, and she really stood out to me. So I really wanted to have her um, at our event. I think she's new to content creating, um, and her full-time job is being a holistic nutritionist for her clients. And I think that in itself is super, super interesting. She um, you know, specializes in gut health, hormones, and nutrition in women. And that's just a whole, you know, topic right there that you could just dive right into. I personally have so many questions for her and I'm really excited because she, um, she has the science, you know, behind her reasoning, unlike a lot of people that we see on the internet. So that would be really, really cool. And then lastly, I'm really excited to chat with Tasha Franken. She is the founder and CEO of TF Studio. It's her own on-demand workout platform. Um, I have seen Tasha. I've been following her for a very long time, not just go through modeling, but then launch her own company. And yeah, talk about a badass female entrepreneur right there. I am so, if you guys can't tell, so beyond excited about um, these four women. and go get your ticket because we might sell out. Um, it's free. I love to make these events free. We don't profit a dime off of this event. It's literally just to help people. If you know someone that is kind of going through it, um, the, this is such a safe space, highly recommend it as a resource for anyone. Um, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually went to a similar event. It wasn't called hashtag no filter. Obviously it was, um, it was a very small and intimate. It was held by Ali Bonar, the founder of Oat House, um, and Nicole at Kale Junkie. Um, and I remember going to this event, they were, they were holding it in a small space in San Francisco. I dragged my friend along. I think I was 17 at the time. This was about six years ago. And this was, you know, when I was at the peak of my eating disorder 
peak of basically everything. Um, and I thought I was the only one going through it. So the fact that they were, you know, putting on an event for this, I was like, whoa, I think I should go. Cause this is not something that a lot of people do. Um, and so I went and I realized that so many people think that they're alone when they're not. And this talk really, really helped me, you know, keep finding help. Um, in, in recovery. And it was just very, very wide opening. So about four years later, I was a senior at college. This was before COVID hit. Um, this was no, this was November of 2020. Um, and we had a class project to do this event and my group and I decided to actually put on the event. So, it was really cool to have Allie be one of the panelists, given that she was one of the panelists that I heard when I, you know, four, four years ago then speak. So her and I were on the panel talking about it and it was just a full blown event and it was crazy. It was such an awesome opportunity. And once we sold out then in my college town, that's when I knew like this could really help people in a major way. And when I launched my snack boxes, um, in at the end of, I want to say the end of next year, uh, that, so 2021, I think, um, that's when it really like, that's when it really went. I was like, I have to make this part of my business because I want to continue these events to, to help women and, um, or just anyone really struggling. So, that was like a really like flashback for me. I was like, whoa, that's really cool. Um, can't believe it that this is our fourth one too. Like that is crazy to me. I hope to make it in person by the time that November hits because I miss that community feel. But for now, virtual is just as amazing. And it may, it just means that a lot more people can go. So yeah, I'm all for it. Um, you guys could find the link, um, in our bio on Instagram. It's everywhere there. I am going to put it on the website soon, but get your ticket, spread the love, spread the word. Um, it's very, it's a very cool chat. I love it. It's my favorite part of my job. Um, okay. So after hash, I no filter, we are going to talk about my medical mystery. So as you guys know, on the podcast, I've been feeling like absolute shit. Um, I have been feeling a lot of symptoms and I've been going to my doctors about it for almost two years now. And I, you know, saw a gastroenterologist and my primary care doctor, and it was just, no one really had the answers. They all dismissed my symptoms as nothing. Um, and I was kind of, I felt very, very stuck. I, Basically, just to cut it, um, just to summarize my symptoms, I my digestion was really, really bad. I, if you know what that means, hint, hint. Um, it was so bad. I was so bloated because of it. I gained weight very quickly from a diet that's pretty hard to gain weight. Um, so that was very concerning. Um, I have really bad insomnia, but it worsened where I, if I didn't take any sleeping 
anything like melatonin, Benadryl or anything like that. I just couldn't sleep period. So I was up for 24 hours. My anxiety and depression worsened like crazy. My hair was falling out. Um, and my primary care doctor really took all those symptoms as stress. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm stressed out. I guess, you know, that's like the root cause. And I, and that was after I saw a gastroenterologist who just prescribed me laxatives, which is like the worst thing that you could do for your body. In addition to, you know, also having an eating disorder, that's not something that you should be doing because it can be triggering. Um, yeah. So I was basically dismissed and all of that. And I sought a nutritionist and because I wanted, I was thinking, you know, maybe it has something to do with my gut health, which I'm in the works of testing right now. And he looked at all my tests and everything. And he looked at my thyroid stimulating hormone, which is TCH for short. And that was low. I mean, sorry, it was high. And he was like, I, it was it's tricky because I was in the, still in the normal range, which is why my primary care doctor dismissed it. But for me being my age, it really shouldn't be that high on the normal scale. And so he was like, wait, that's really odd. It should be, you know, under two. Mine was almost a five. He was like, you should go and get tested to see if you have Hashimoto's because I don't want to prescribe you or I don't want to instill, you know, this eating plan because it could, it would be very difficult to, for you to do if you do have Hashimoto's. And I was like, okay, I didn't really know that much about it. I went to my primary care doctor and he basically turned me down um, for those tests. I literally had to beg for them just to run like, like all my thyroid panels um, he thought I was, he thought I was legit crazy. And then I got my test results back and I had really high thyroid antibodies, which meant I was positive for Hashimoto's. So I was like, okay, cool. I have Hashimoto's not really sure what that means. I've heard some people really talk about it, but not really. Um, and then I got further testing on my thyroid and my symptoms and everything that I was feeling correlated to hypothyroidism, which basically not really, I can look it up, but, um, because I get confused thyroidism, I get kind of confused. I don't want to, you know, not explain it. Okay. So hypothyroidism is a condition in which the thyroid gland doesn't produce enough thyroid hormone. So because I wasn't producing enough thyroid hormone, my TSH was really high, um, but my thyroid hormone was low. And I didn't know anything about the thyroid, but apparently it's like your sanity marker in terms of everything. Like it's like the glue to how your body works. And if your thyroid is off, then like everything is off for you, which explained I had every symptom in the book. Um, for hypothyroidism. So then that's when, so this all got, got, this all got confirmed about a week or two weeks ago. Um, and so now I can tell you exactly, you know, what my diagnosis was and everything. I'm currently on the meds for it. I'm hope to feel better soon. It does take around a month, maybe more for patients to feel a difference, but 
yeah, that was like a whole, it was a lot for me to digest because it's not something that I can heal. It's forever with me. Um, but you know, at least I'm thankful that it's just taking a pill every day and, and nothing more, but I got really pissed off and I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I got really pissed off at my doctors for, just pushing away all my symptoms and calling it something that it wasn't, even though sure stress can play a part, but like to have such a big effect um, really and them not question it is really fucked up to me. And my first reaction was actually being really pissed off at it. And that's just something that I have been struggling in the doctor space of even my gynecologist when I approached her for testing done and she said there was no way I could have Hashimoto's or a thyroid problem because I was still in the normal range um I left her office literally sobbing and I was pissed because I was trying to be my own advocate and I kept getting rejected and I really want to highlight this specifically because if if I wasn't so persistent I would have never have found a diagnosis for what I was feeling. And I could have had my symptoms just become worse and worse and deal with the ramifications of that, which are pretty serious. And so I'm very proud of myself for being my own advocate, especially being a woman who, you know, was seeing male doctors, I think just in general, without them being male or not too. I think we as women get used to feeling like shit because of PMS symptoms, you know, of a whole other things. And we are just so used to feeling like crap all the time as that being our normal wit. And I'm here to tell you that it really isn't. And to keep being persistent and to find doctors that would actually listen to you uh, because really you're the patient and they're the doctor and it's your needs that are supposed to be met and not theirs. Um, so that was really big. In addition, I found I was also low in testosterone. So just, I'm just glad I got, you know, the meds that I need and I'm really hoping to feel more like myself, but throughout this whole process, my mental health has gone down the drain and it has been really, really hard running a business during this time because my motivation for working and growing this business has completely tanked. And that makes me feel really shitty about myself, lowers my self-esteem, lowers everything about me. It's been really, really difficult. So I, I did have a therapy appointment, thank God. Um, it was really, really helpful for me to not just talk to my therapist. I did cry, but also like hear her out. She offers really, really great, like connecting blocks to how I'm feeling and really makes, makes it all make sense. Um, was also dealing with a death anniversary on that day. So I just really needed therapy. Um, but I did want to share, and I was writing them down all the stuff that my therapist and I talked about, because I think this applies to anyone. So Basically, we were talking about how I'm feeling shitty because I haven't been productive in my work. I've had no motivation. And so what she was telling me is that doing things that make yourself feel good or proud is the building block of self-esteem. And doing things that 
make me proud of myself are actually the things that make me the most uncomfortable because when I outgrow and, you know, surpass the, the uncomfortableness state that I'm in and really, you know, make my really just triumph that just increases your self-esteem. And I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. And what I was doing was complete opposite, right? I was feeling uncomfortable, not pushing myself and just letting it bear down. And my self-esteem just tanked. Like I wasn't doing things that made me feel proud of myself, which meant my self-esteem wasn't increasing. It was only decreasing. What she made me realize is that doing things that are hard or stressful that are important to me create stress, but that's what we call good stress. And I wasn't getting that good stress. And your body breaks down the stress in a good way once it's more important to me. But when I do things that are not important to me or what someone else might want me to do or what other people would like, that creates a whole lot of bad stress. And that bad stress just overwhelms me and that breaks down my my motivation, my health, my everything. And so I was like, whoa, like mind fucking blown, even though like I never looked at it that way. But my self-esteem is so obviously so connected to my work because I love my job and because I wasn't doing it well, I was half assing it. I didn't have the motivation. I, you know, wasn't looking forward to it anymore because I was so depressed and just so down about everything. And I know I have every right to feel that way, but at the same time, I wasn't giving my, my business, my all and my self-esteem just tanked. So that was like a major, major thing for me in therapy where I was like, holy shit. Like I really have to stop procrastinating on things that I'm procrastinating on and really start chipping away at it because that's the only way that my self-esteem is really going to increase. I can't just be moping forever. Another thing that is a conflicting piece for me right now is my mental health. I mean, obviously it's not in a good shape right now. Granted, I, you know, I'm also not in the best shape with, you know, everything that's going on in my body. And, And my thyroid is a huge byproduct of my mental health. I mean, it is, it's why I'm, I've been so depressed recently. And that in itself battles with my need to be perfect. I do have, I am a perfectionist. I am actually working not to be a perfectionist, um, but I am. And my perfectionist side only wants me to be perfect. And that does not mean being depressed and, you know, not, not feeling herself and, you know, all the stuff that are not perfectionistic tendencies. So my, 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 my perfectionist self right now is in battle versus my emo self. But what I learned in therapy is that for me, to really get over my emo feelings, I have to let myself really feel the emo. I have to feel myself. I have to basically make it okay for myself to feel shitty because that's the only really way I'm going to go through it. I haven't really processed the fact about my thyroid and the testosterone and all of that. 
And I haven't really like, I've been so hard on myself and I haven't been, I haven't given myself grace for someone that doesn't have a thyroid condition or just feels off mentally or whatever. Like these days that I'm having or these weeks or month or whatever, like super long time, it's very normal given everything that's going on. And I have to give myself that. I have to give myself grace. So I hope that was helpful. That was that was just, you know, a huge thing that I think is so easy to hear. But once you like reflect it back into your life, um, it was like really mind blowing for me. Okay, that was the end of my therapy chat. Let me know if you guys have any questions on that. But I do want to switch gears and talk about the Kardashians of it all. Starting with the episode, you guys, you know, I am such, I'm just like such a sucker for romance, such a sucker for Kravis. Like I love them dearly so much. I think the whole episode went really quickly and it was really just about the wedding. Um, I love how Kim Kardashian acknowledged Kanye kind of always being in control and getting his way. And I'm such a Kanye fan still, but I really like that she's seeking her own independence and I'm really excited, you know, to see her flourish and, you know, take her own, like her own style, her own everything without a man. Well, um, without Kanye, cause he was so influential. Um, but I do also want to highlight, I'm very excited for Courtney, obviously, the whole bathroom scene of, or not bathroom, um, the scene where they were like placing Travis's sperm like in her egg or whatever at the doctor's office. The fact that she like, she was basically hinting about like helping him like get his, you know, at the doctor's and the fact that that was on camera and the nurse like, they were so technical about it and she but you could just tell like she is so infatuated with him and I've never seen her happier and it like it just like warms my heart I cannot wait to have a Kravis baby out there like she so deserves it and I'm just so excited for them I just felt so awkward for that nurse because Courtney like wanted to do it with Travis and it was just well like not TV appropriate, but at the same time, like also here for it. Um, but yeah, so those were my thoughts. I thought the proposal was so cute, all that stuff. Love. Not much more to say, I feel like, because like I said, the episode was really just about the proposal. Um, and yeah. Okay. Last thing I did want to mention, um, that I think is really important, especially on this podcast, is to talk about Kim and her Met Gala look and, you know, what she was, what she said about it and all that stuff. So I think Kim looked spectacular in her Met Gala look. I, I thought it was one of her best looks ever. I just am really saddened by the way that she talked about it because. Kim is such an influential part of our world and her her looks and all that stuff so influential on women especially that I think it was very it 
it was really fucked up that she said what she said um, because my immediate reaction was, okay, that triggered me. Um, And basically what she said was she lost X amount of weight eating no carbs and no sugar and she was starving and she lost a lot of weight in a very short amount of time. Um, kind of like impossible in a very, I mean, you can't do it in a healthy way. It being that it was such a short time and she lost so much of it. So it was obviously like unhealthy. And I just think that was just like, it really like shocked me that she even said that because, and a lot of people actually disagree with me and they think, you know, if she was up for a movie role or, you know, other or other actors who get trimmed or even gain weight for a role. And she takes this as literally her job and she needed to fit into a dress and all that stuff. But if you so I totally understand how that's one way to look at it. But you also have to look at it from the perspective of someone who does have an eating disorder, that the eating disorder rates are only going up in the world, you know, women's body image is only getting lower and lower. And the fact that someone so powerful and so influential like Kim Kardashian put that into the universe, I think not only affected me, but also affected every single female that has tried to manipulate her body in any way, shape or form. And if it didn't, then I'm like really proud of you. But for me, it did kind of like it, it did sting in a way. And I'm very comfortable in, you know, explaining that and all of that. I just, I really love Kim. I like, you guys know, so obviously such a Kardashian stan. I mean, we, I literally had it, had to add it as a recap for, you know, our episodes and all of that, like just love. And the fact that she said that and just made it, you know, put in, put it into the ether in that way, I think is really, really inappropriate. And it's like a bad, it's a bad call. And um, please know that you can't lose that much weight by, you know, only eating tomatoes or whatever she said. That's a very unhealthy thing to do. And if your dress doesn't fucking fit you, then go find another dress. It's not that it's not that big of a deal to not fit into a clothing item versus, you know, going and buying it in a different size or in a different shape or whatever to each their own when it comes to their bodies. I mean, we're all made differently, obviously. And if this is like, if you're beating, if you're beating yourself down from not fitting into a piece of clothing, please, please try to change your mind because that piece of clothing could fit you and it could not fit you, but it really shouldn't really depend on it. You could always find something different and it's just not worth it. It really isn't. So I'm just, I'm disappointed. I think that's the word that I've been kind of missing is I am just disappointed in Kim for not being, for just being ignorant in this because whether she likes it or not, she's the most, one of the most influential women in the world. And for her to outwardly say that um, just promotes diet culture and disordered eating literally at its finest. 
And it just makes women think that they should shrink for their clothes instead of just going out and buying new clothes and all of that. So just disappointed. Um, We could do better as a society. And I think public figures, whether they like it or not, really should be careful about the words that they choose because they do have meaning and they do leave a fingerprint. And I'm just really proud of Instagram content creators, especially who were you know, said what, heard what she said and really refuted it and um, promoted it as anti-diet culture, or sorry, promoted it as diet culture because it is. So I've been seeing that a lot on Instagram and just social media in general. So I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, there are people that are addressing it and um, yeah, just, I feel like she could have just done better. I mean, there's like two ways to look at it, but coming from the perspective of someone that was impacted by, by what she said, or, you know, it stung in some way in me. I think that's very normal given my, my history. Um, yeah, I mean, it should have, I think she should have done better, but that's in the past now. I just wanted to reflect on it because we still stand Kim. We love Kim. We love the Kardashians. Um, but not everything is what in, that she does or just anyone is what I agree with and vice versa. So that's that on that. Okay. I feel like I've been talking for way too long. Um, thank you all for listening. If you're here at the very end, I appreciate you please leave us a review. It would mean so, so much to me. And it's a great way to support Snack With and this podcast. And hopefully next week, Annie will join us. Um, Okay, Snack Queens, hope you have an amazing snack-filled weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mamas and go register for Hashtag No Filter. It's going to be so, so good. Bye, guys.